0: In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. Welcome to Dan's Talks. Today, my guest is Randy Lorden, author of numerous mystery books who will be uh, attending and appearing in the uh, upcoming It weekend that's taking place between April 14 and 17 here in East Hampton. and. Um, I guess um tell me a little bit about um how you can how you perceive the kinds of books you write. What what is your where how did you get into it? Did you think about it or like to read these books and stuff?
1: No, not at all. I uh I had been in theater and when I was told, boy, when you're 50, you're gonna be you're gonna be hot stuff, I thought, I don't have that kind of time. I was in my twenties. <laughs> and so I thought. Well, A friend of mine was blue and I decided to cheer her up and I started writing a short story. The next thing I know, I wrote a short mystery thinking, gosh, mysteries will be easy. And I don't know if you remember Ellery Queen Mystery Magazine, but I sent them my first and wonder of wonder, miracle of miracles. They took it and the next one and the next one. And that kind of spurred me on. It was much easier to get a rejection letter in the mail than to get. And a rejection to your face and I decided to take this path as a writer (laughs) and then I thought well um, this is in the in the early uh, early 90s late 80s and I thought you know I'm gay and I thought to myself gosh I I don't see many books that reflect my kind of lifestyle so I decided how do you bridge the gap between gay readers, gay readership and straight readership. And I thought, find that common denominator. And for me, that was, uh, that was family. Everybody has family, no matter what kind or how bad or how good or how crazy. They're all dysfunctional. And so I, uh, and who hasn't wanted to kill a family member? And so that was the route that I took with fatherly. I mean, brother's keeper, sisterly love. Brotherly love, sister's keeper. wait a minute there's more but anyway that's where i started to do that and at that time you could not get uh shelf space if it was a gay book you were thrown in gay studies which was a tiny shelf at the bottom you know the bottom shelf in the back of a store Hmm. so it was uh and the next thing i know many years later i'm out here and i started uh she's dead who cares how did,
0: uh, how did you- Which is grow-
1: not in the series. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's not in the series.
0: Tell me um, how you how long have you, did you grow up out here or did you move out no, here?
1: No, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago. Moved to uh, New York City the day after my 18th birthday. Was in theater for, oh, I guess around five, six years. Went from acting to casting to, then I was, a, I worked at a catering company. Uh, as a sous chef for many years, as I was writing, and then my first book I sent to one of the top mystery agents, thinking let's start at the top. But I also sent it to uh, St. Martin's Press over the and when you could do it back then. It was a very different reality, and uh, St. Martin's liked it, wanted it, and so did the agent.
0: How do you explain that? How I mean, a lot of different people are writing in this genre what is it about your writing you think that it is so uh made it successful whereas others uh not so much
1: you know it's a really interesting question in my first book when i was writing and i thought for god's sake st martin's alone does does 170 of these books a year they're not going to want this and when i'm writing i don't i don't read and so a friend of mine said well you're not going to write why don't you read this book and it was by a uh a bestseller on the New York Times bestseller list. Every book that she wrote, a mystery series, and it was horrible. It was just horrible. And I called my friend. I said, "Well, that was garbage." And she said, "Well, if you think you can do better, do it." And I think it was because it was a different type of of uh, uh, protagonist. And I think that you know, it's this is this ain't great art. This is fun. So if you want a, a fast read and have a good time. These are the books that I write.
0: How are they short books, and rather than no, length? they're
1: around three hundred pages, like like most.
0: Did you transit from typewriter to computer easily? That um, was... It
1: was. a transition. <laughs> that was a transition. Yeah, it was I, on one of those old apples where the the screen was like that big. That's what happened with me too. Yeah. I went,
0: wow, this makes it so much better.
1: It did. it's faster it's the keyboard, really so. right out.
0: yeah <laughs> um have you ever written a book where you got through it into it and it turns into something that you can't finish because it's not going to work or they yeah. have... what tell me about one this of those one. <laughs> oh, what was that there it is it
1: here i'll show it to you like this my friends my dear friends created a cake for me and put in a couple of these so it's but anyway, this book started a very long time ago. It started as the original title was Made in the Hamptons, long before the, uh, the uh, J-Lo movie was made. And my idea was to do a series where Made in Chicago, Made in Manhattan, Made in, you know, L.A., Beverly Hills, whatever. And uh, my agent at the time said, you can't do it. Nobody wants to read about they want to read about the Hamptons. They don't want to read about the maid. And you know, I said no, but they're getting into those houses and doing that. And I worked on it for a very long time. Got towards the end, and threw it out.
0: What and was the, what made you throw it out? What was happened in the book that you couldn't uh, get it, straight? It
1: wasn't working. He was right. If if you know, I I think I lost my heart. I thought my I think I just lost my my drive with that one, hmm. and. um you know it happens. You can get halfway through a book and just say no, it's not working. <laughs> it happens to me, and then I just you know go on to something else.
0: How many have you written altogether? Um, been... I've
1: had eight published, but I've probably written fifteen books, and one of them was actually it printed out at seven hundred pages.
0: Wow, that's that's a long that's piece, a piece of I... furniture. Do you are yes, it is. Are they is there a way you can describe um uh, what happens in a book that you might or are they all so different from one another? what what's the How does it work?
1: Well, I've never been good at the cocktail party line, you know, but um, I think they're all well, the problem, and this was the problem for me with the Sydney Sloan series, and that was the publishers expect a formula. And you don't necessarily want to continue to write the same type of formula. I had one editor call me and say, have you started the next book? I said, yeah, I have. And she goes, don't forget now, you need an act of violence, some side of violence within the first 50 pages. And mm-hmm. on page two, I said, oh, no, I've already got it. It's page two. And it was really just a strawberry getting stuck in someone's throat. But as you know, and spits it out. It was kind of, but uh, I don't like to have to, have to, but with mysteries, there is a specific type of formula for each different genre within mysteries.
0: What book have you done uh, about the Hamptons? You said many of them or some of them.
1: This one is the first one, really. It's called, uh, she's dead, who cares? And it's about an art dealer, a very nasty woman who uh, is, is murdered and, um, Mary Moody is our protagonist and she she's a she's a concierge out here and she's well well uh situated was a divorce attorney in Manhattan for years and years and years and left there and uh, came out here and somehow found herself as a as a concierge to the rich and famous and She's the one that's employed to go and find her. Fr- it's a friend of hers who's been, well, a client that's been murdered, but a friend who insists that she finds out who did it.
0: Well, you know, there are all, there are three famous murders that have happened out here in the last thirty years. Yeah, and uh, that's that's interesting. Have you been to uh, these kinds of? Uh, weekends before? Have you gone to any of these or is this- Well, a- I've
1: done things like Bausher Khan and, and mystery writers and I've done that type of thing, but not like this. This is very what? different. And you know, they are covering the almond murder, I believe yeah. in, in this. Uh,
0: what What do you mean by um, uh, what you just said? That-
1: Bausher Khan, these are, these are conventions for mystery I- writers. Yeah.
0: So, this is more of a celebration of mystery writers, I think.
1: And a celebration of this area, Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting, a different format. I love it. It's And to be a part of it at at its onset is just is very exciting,
0: yeah. um why did you come out here from uh, New York, I guess?
1: When? Well you know, I think people move for just a very limited number of reasons. One of them is school, a job. Love, parents. Mine was love, and now I love the area.
0: Yep. What do you like in particular? What do you do with your day when you're not writing?
1: Also, uh, an innkeeper at the 1770 House, and I'm uh, and I've recently gone from full time there to going part time, and I love that. I mean, there's not a better job suited for me, and I'm also dog sitter, which. You know, it's kind of like being a prostitute. You get paid to give love and receive love. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, and I write.
0: Do you set a time of day when you do it? You think you're at your best?
1: I used to. I used to just roll out of bed, and that's when I would do it. But because my schedule has changed, I've have a more I have more freedom. And so I I surprise myself sometimes by working at night. So it's it's all times of day.
0: Have you tried any of these new uh, uh, things that have just they say are, are uh, life changing with the uh, com- with the
1: um, um, chats chatbots? I don't. I I barely could get on here with you. Do you write
0: on a laptop with a yeah. Microsoft Word? That's pretty much the one I use too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what? that's about. I mean, my my computer. I use as you know. I I glance at email, and I uh, I do my research, and I write. It's not like I'm I'm not as connected to my devices as most people I think are.
0: What uh, what aspect of the weekend are are you going to appear in?
1: It's going to be a, on a panel with uh, Helen Harrison, and Eve. Can you believe her name just popped right? I'm so sorry, Eve. Carlin, Um, I think. Thank you, Eve. That's right. Who's a uh, works at Bookhampton and we're all three local writers. I think that'll be a lot of fun.
0: What are you going to talk about? I don't know.
1: I don't know. The Hamptons, I guess. (laughs) It's all a mystery to me too now. (laughs) (laughs) They don't tell us anything, Dan. We're going to be surprised when we get there
0: i've been asked to be part of it as well and oh that's
1: great in what capacity i'm
0: on a panel um about it's about the almond murder because i know oh
1: isn't that funny and i'm telling you what you're doing <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know when you're writing a newspaper you tend to know everything that's going on every week so yeah so very very interesting to do um what town are you in? Are you at East Hampton or?
1: I am. I am. I'm in uh, the Clearwater section. Oh, that's nice.
0: That's uh that you've got your own little pride a private beach up there, I think. With uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh it's it's kind of interesting. I've just occurred to me about that. Um that used to be a most run-down area imaginable. It was terrible shape. And another place that was all run down terrible was the trailer park in Montauk on the ocean. Uh, oh yeah. So both of these have flipped.
1: You it's know. crazy. It's really crazy, especially in the last, since COVID, there are yeah. houses here that, that should have been, you know, 300 and 300, anywhere else would have been like eight times as much, but now they were asking, i they asked for a place near me 1.6. It's like, <laughs> You're ridiculous. It wasn't even 1,300 square feet.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, so when you say you're the innkeeper at uh, the
1: like
0: manager, the manager of the uh, 1770s? No,
1: they, the, the manager there is Carol Covell. She's the GM. And then they've got a restaurant manager, an inn manager, and a kitchen manager.
0: So which are you?
1: Inn manager.
0: Inn manager? Well, yeah. yeah. We but often I, like
1: I said, I've I've changed my because I'm only there two three days a week now.
0: Yeah, we we all, I noticed in your email you had an email for there. So anyway, um, and we often eat there. It's a wonderful inn. I like it a lot. Again, I I it was one of the first places I went out for dinner when I first moved out here, which is believe it or not, almost sixty six years ago. That's uh, a long time.
1: I, ago. I've read up about you before.
0: What do you happen? Are you between books right now? Are you thinking about it? I am it?
1: I've just I've started the next Mary Moody book. I got a really nice review from Publishers Weekly. And I thought at first that maybe this will be a standalone, but but they seem to imply that they'd really like to see it as a uh, as a series, and it it lends itself to that. It really does. So I've started that. Talk about throwing something away though. It's like I wrote the first 30 or 40 pages. And I thought, no, that's not the plot that I want. I want something else. So I tossed yeah. that and I'm working on something else. I
0: see. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. It's, uh, hey,
1: thank you for having me, Dan.
0: And uh, I'll see you this that weekend. which oh, is. Well, I
1: look forward well, to it.
0: It's going to be quite something for me because we have a house in East Hampton that isn't, I guess it's sort of shaped like an L. I'm talking to you from there. And that... Uh, uh, crux of the LSR kitchen, and mm-hmm. it's being done. Uh, beginning around, they're gonna put the drapes, drapes up to come to oh, kick about the 5th of April, and they promise it'll be done by the 5th of May, which means yeah, right. that um, we'll be uh without a kitchen and probably at the 1770 house for meals. Come on
1: Thursdays, go to the tavern on Thursdays you get a discount of 17.70%. Can I ask you a question before you leave? Who did that painting behind you?
0: Priscilla Bowden. Beautiful. You know her? Did you know? Oh, she uh, is a good friend of mine, and uh, I wanted one of her paintings. She was a great painter. And uh, thank you for asking. Nobody ever asked me that before, but that's, that is, by the way, and it, just to wind this up to tell you about something that that field is the field that Jackson Pollock looked out on. Was uh, ah, yes, of course. On Springs Fireplace Road up that way. If you go up there now, it's all overgrown. It's all yes. that's where the free life came well, launched through the grass, low grass at that time.
1: You, you were there then, right? Yeah, so you know, you know, Jeannie Henderson. Oh, sure. In fact, the, yeah. the
0: Postcard Press has published some of my books.
1: Jeannie made this. <laughs>
0: yeah. to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being here. I'll in. see
1: you soon, Dan. Thank you. Bye. Bye.